Open to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. Anyone ever melted under pressure? (laughs) Melted under the stress of the trial or the situation? I know I have. We're going to talk about that today. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. I want to talk about something that I think has happened in American Christianity And I think it's something we need to be watchful for and on guard for in our own lives and hearts. In a sense, we've been tricked. Uh, There's a mentality in our world of comfort and ease, which I do believe is a result of following the gospel and glorifying God, that Christ has come. Hallelujah. And, and, And he defeated death. And conquered the grave. And so there's this mentality that there's really nothing left to do. Which in a sense is true. But in another sense there's a mentality out there that we just as Christians are just sitting here. Waiting for Christ to return. And we are called to just enjoy the things of this life. And hang out. And so when trial or difficulty come, when spiritual warfare comes, we sort of react and go, this is not the plan. This is not supposed to happen. Jesus took care of everything, right? But the idea comes in our minds and hearts. And this, again, in this life of ease, in this life of prosperity, which is a huge blessing, we get this sort of attitude in our heart that, Trials are not good. I need to get out of trials as soon as I can. I mean, it's clearly either just the result of the fall or the enemy doing something bad. And this is just not what God has for me. We've been trained by our culture that suffering, difficulty, and trial are consequences of circumstances that cannot be good for us and should not be good for us. And so... It becomes that a call to battle, a call to engage, a call to, as Jesus said, lose everything we have, even to the point of death, that this idea doesn't really comport with the personal peace of our day that we're sold. So when the battle or trial comes, sometimes we can even find ourselves as born-again Christians responding like the weak-willed man in Proverbs twenty-two thirteen, who said, there's a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. The reality is, we are actually called to take the path of difficulty. We are actually called to do what 2 Corinthians 10 says, to destroy strongholds. And we see in Christ that we are called to do that. 
In fact, what Christ's conquering victory means for Christians is that we are free. We are free. We've been set free from serving ourselves and some other agenda. We're not chained or caged to living for ourselves or this world. We get to serve God Almighty. C.T. Studd, we've mentioned him before, is a missionary to China. And then when, when he was almost dead, he went to Africa and changed missions. He, he endured incredible trials and also experienced profound blessings in his life. He wrote a book called The Chocolate Soldier, you might have heard of. And, and he related it to Christians. C.T. Sud didn't come up with the term chocolate soldier. It had been around, but he used it to describe what a Christian should not be. See, chocolate soldiers, when the battle comes, when the pressure heats up, when the fire of the trial increases, the chocolate soldier melts in weakness and unfaithfulness. But, but the true soldier of Christ, who, who knows the path of difficulty is actually what his Lord has mapped out for him, the true soldier of Christ, who is refined like gold by the heat, actually becomes better, more pure, more used by God. What happens to gold when we purify it? It becomes more valuable. And in his book, The Chocolate Soldier, C.T. Studd gives the picture of the true, strong Christian, the faith-filled warrior, as a caged lion. Children, have you ever seen a lion at the zoo? Or maybe a picture in a book? Well, it's pretty neat. But honestly, a lion in a cage is not that impressive. It's just lying there, shackled up in some cell. And that's because lions are not meant to be in cages, are they? No, they're meant to be in the wild savanna, in their natural habitat, where the fullness of their power is on display, where they can run and take down a gazelle. That's, the, that's what God intended the lion to be, not locked up in a cage. And of course, we know Jesus takes on the name of the Lion of Judah, but we too, did you know, are characterized by the boldness and strength of that lion. Remember from Proverbs 28, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Anybody have a domestic cat in your home? I have two, so I can raise both hands. Uh, the domestic cat is not a good example for the Christian to follow. They are absolute experts at chilling out all day long. But we are characterized as lions. Bold as Christ for lions. And so we need to operate, we need to live the gospel truth, we need to live as Christians, not in a cage, but out in the freedom that God's given us in Christ. We are not also to isolate somewhere from the world. And I know that's been the temptation of many Christians, even in our circles. We will move out to the middle of nowhere, and then the world won't mess with us. That's not a good idea either. 
The man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. Isolation can be a lot like caging yourself. Because we're not to be in cages. God did not redeem us. He did not have Christ to suffer so we could sit here and just wait his return like a domestic cat on the couch. He has something very important for us to do. Very kingdom building, very God glorifying for each and every one of us to do today. We don't want to be like caged lions. We need to be willing to face the difficulty. We need to know how to employ our spiritual weapons, as 2 Corinthians 10 says, and not melt under the pressure of it. So I just want to read an excerpt from The Chocolate Soldier that C.T. Studd wrote. As he compares the true soldier, the true faithful Christian soldier, to the chocolate Christian soldier. Listen. In a time of peace and ease, true soldiers are like captive caged lions, pacing back and forth and fretting in their cages. These genuine soldiers are built for fight, and it is war that gives these soldiers their liberty and sends them like boys bounding out of school to obtain their heart's desire or die in the attempt. Chocolate soldiers are an altogether different sort. They fear the fray and avoid it at all costs. They are artisans of excuses, conning themselves into feebly knowing for their efforts to spare themselves any discomforts of manliness. The the real battle is the heroic soldier's vital breath. Seasons of ease turn true soldiers into stooping asthmatics as they waste away if their vigor goes unspent. It is war That makes this heroic soldier a whole man again and gives him the heart, the strength, and vigor of a hero. Chocolate soldiers plant signposts upon their paths, reminding themselves of their mother's wisdom to avoid hardship, disease, danger, and death. And therefore, these candied dandies consider it prudent to never pass through the land of difficulty. So being a chocolate soldier or candied dandy is not what God has for us. He has for his redeemed children to stand in the battle, to not be afraid of the way of difficulty. And with that resolved, humbled confidence, we are determined to turn off the lies of the enemy, the naysaying of the world, and to stand, having done all to stand in the day of battle. And this should not surprise us. This is what the early disciples said. Through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And and I love how Jesus, from the very beginning of his ministry, he just level set expectations for us in Matthew 7. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter by it. But the gate is narrow. And the way is difficult that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So difficult is the way that leads to life. And this is actually our Christian life. It is the way of difficulty, not the way of ease. Because warfare, this engagement spoken of in 2 Corinthians 10, it takes effort. It's not a spectator sport. It's not not just an observation to stand against the wiles of the devil. It takes faith in action to even put on the armor of God. 
And the Christian life cannot be about sitting around. It's not a bed of flowery ease. It's more as Samuel Rutherford said, it were a well-spent journey, though seven deaths lay between. How many deaths are you at? The other thing that strikes me about this verse is its admonition. Enter through the narrow gate. It's an active calling. It's not like you just fall into it. You have to take the step of faith into battle. You have to choose the difficult path sometimes. And they get, then this again, of course, is counter to our mindset because our culture is shouting at us self-preservation, self-preservation, self-preservation. Brothers and sisters, don't we want to use all our lives up for Christ? Don't we want to have nothing left on the table when we go to be with Him? May we not be caged lions or domestic cats sitting on the couch soaking up the sunshine all day. But may we pick up the weapons of our warfare that are mighty in God to have divine power to destroy strongholds in our lives. And may we engage the battle that God brings to our door and not melt under the pressure of it like a chocolate soldier. But may we rather let the war cry of the gospel come out of our hearts and minds and let the refiner's fire come and purify us like gold, making us fit and ready to be used by the king for his victory and his glory. Amen. Now as we turn of our time to confession, let's reflect for a moment on when we have feared the fray of the spiritual battle and avoided it, run away from it. May we confess to God our timidity to engage in the calling of our God. May we turn in faith to step forward and employ the divine weapons that he's given us that exalts everything against the knowledge of God. Amen.